In this episode, we talk with Tommy Powers, a former distribution hacker in residence at 500 Startups, and how he manages over 15 million a year in media across YouTube, Google, and Facebook. We talk about his one winning rich ad that has over 5 million views on YouTube, as well as how they were able to spend a million dollars in uh, ad spend behind that one video ad. Plus, you'll also talk about some of the uh, behind the scenes conversations he had with some of the LPs uh, early on at 500 Startups and how they look at uh, managing their finances and investing. It's a super interesting episode. Enjoy. We had, we bought um, in the span of three and a half years on YouTube, we probably spent we probably only even spent $2 million on YouTube. I mean, we were running other sources, uh, search and shopping and stuff like that. But um, I mean, the majority of the money we were spending on YouTube went to that went to that ad, actually. Uh, we had over a, like a billion and something impressions from that ad, it was ridiculous. Which was driving like all kind of searches and YouTube searches and Google searches. And you know, cause the Google search numbers from Organifi went from like zero to like, 40 50 thousand a month it was crazy it was just like all of this spillover it was just it was just it was crazy man you're listening to the rich ad poor ad podcast where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash these advertisers agencies affiliates brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend you'll hear about what's working for them today their rich ads and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads let's get into it welcome to another episode of the rich ad poor ad podcast this is your host zach johnson i'm with the one and only dylan carpenter you excited dylan pumped man talking about some heavy spending youtube ads today man i'm pumped <laughs> yes 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 yeah today's guest uh i think he manages upwards of five million on youtube ads and probably 15 million um in terms of uh if you were to blend in facebook google and youtube ads so uh, but he's also an OG in the world of, of of advertising, right? Like, there's a ton of of I think newer agencies that have learned um, from today's guest or been a part of of uh, some of his trainings or postings like that. But he's been um, part of 500 startups, so he's kind of been in the whole Silicon Valley world, um, helping startups kind of growth hack their way to to uh, success. He's also um, been on Entrepreneur on Fire, Social Media Examiner. I mean, he's, he's kind of been all over the place. But if you are in the world of media buying, then you know today's guest. And uh, I'm excited to have him on, man. I think that um, we have far too many Facebook ad experts on this uh, show. <laughs> and so I'm excited um, to, to have him on. So, Tommy, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks, man. Doing great. I'm excited. Tommy Powers, the, the 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 OG. So, for those that that don't know who you are, maybe uh, give everybody a little bit of a snapshot on what you're up to these days. Because you're in the agency game, you're working with, you know, an elite uh, half a dozen or so clients that are spending 
uh you know a, a big chunk of change right like if, if you're spending 10 20 30 grand a month like don't don't go knocking on on, on tommy's door because <laughs> he's gonna right. not open it yeah. uh but yeah, so tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to now and, and how you got here. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't even know I'm back in the agency game. I kind of been in stealth mode building. Uh, but yeah, on the agency side, uh, we primarily focus on YouTube advertising. I think creative, you know, being able to produce really effective videos has been a big game changer, which kind of allowed me to kind of pivot back into I kind of ran away from the whole YouTube ads, OG moniker, you know, kind of thing. Cause it's like, ah, whatever. I ain't guru this, you know, that type of thing. But, um, you know, getting into that lane and really seeing that allowed me to kind of pivot to, it's like, okay, we're really good at this. You know, let's kind of double down on it. And I, I kind of been around for a while, man. I started affiliate marketing in like 2007 with Google, with Google display back then it was content network is what it's called. But, kind of how I got my start, man. And I kind of got somehow stumbled into Google ads and affiliate marketing because I tried a bunch of stuff. And man, once I logged into the Google account, I was like, I'm going to, I, you know, I got it, you know, and I just kind of like, I just been in this lane. And so it went from the affiliate stuff to the agency stuff to, you know, the Silicon Valley thing and to, you know, trying to be an investor to the agency thing, but it's always has been, you know, you know, paid ads has been my lane. Uh, and so that's kind of where I'm at, you know, now. Oh, yeah. I, I want to get into how you're shutting up your agency, right? Like there's uh, we were talking before this, like there's so many ways to to set it up. And you've been obviously in the rev share side of things with yep. 500 startups. They're all about the equity. And you've also, you know, been on the affiliate and the performance side, which a ton of agencies are trying to like jump into <laughs> they're trying to get out of the percentage of spend and fixed retainers and in uh to some performance and kind of hybrid affiliate stuff so i feel like there's uh you're going to share some wise words with us today on uh on on some financial principles how to structure the agency <laughs> okay but let's kick this off dylan Ooh. let's let's dive into this rich ed Yeah, yeah. So we love to kind of, you know, dive into kind of something that's working super well, aka the rich ad side of things. And you have a killer example for us today with the one and only Organifi. Yeah. You actually kind of mentioned, you know, this video is 5 million views, spent over seven figures on this one ad or one video. So, I mean, this thing's done some damage. So, I mean, we'll pop this bad boy in the show notes, but go ahead and showcase this kind of rich ad and kind of give us the context behind it. Yeah, man. I was, I, I, when I was emailing you about it, I was saying like I had already done this a couple of times um, and um, I had had some success uh, previously with this strategy. Uh, I want to say 2012 or 13. I don't know. I, I want to say, man, you know, Kevin Kurgansky, you know, Kevin? <laughs> Uh, Zach, don't you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. So that was yes. the first guy that I used this strategy with. So we took Kevin's VSL. It was like an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> and my idea was, hey, man, let's put the whole thing on YouTube. And then we're going to drive, well, you know, in display is what those ads were called back then. And we're going to drive ads to that. And um, back then they had something called external annotate link annotations. So what that would allow you to do is plug a, a annotation anywhere in the video that would link out wherever you want it. Well, it'd be your website, so you connect your website. They don't have this feature anymore. This is one of the reasons we killed this strategy, but me and him 
did it first and it just took off. Like literally he went from five grand a month to like a seven figure business in the span of maybe like six months. It was so crazy. He, so he was the creator of the breakup doctor. So, you, so yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of this like how, you know, it was like, tar- like dating is a huge niche, right? Yeah. Like, and it's kind of a, Oh, Hey, you went through that whole funnel. Now, yeah. <laughs> now here's like the, the remedy of, of, of how to, you know, get through it. It's right. a great niche, you know, in the grand scheme of, of, of dating, but he, he really was like, that was his two skill sets. He was like a great, you know, coach for that, but yeah. everybody knew him as like the ads guy in the funnel guy for that yeah. space. Yeah. That's cool. You were, you were doing stuff with him back in the day. I think he, now he actually has an agency. All roads like yeah, lead. Maybe so <laughs> I need to hit him up. Me and him ain't talked in a while, but um, at this time yeah. he was probably, and he'll tell you the story. I mean, he, 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 he wrote me like a three page testimonial. One time I hit him up was like, Hey man, can you, and it was crazy. It was like changed his life in the whole nine. So uh, or, let's talk about Organifi for a second, though, because yeah, those guys sure. absolutely slay it on, on yeah. ClickBank. I yeah. mean, they've I don't even know what their numbers are, but it's got to be upwards of like 50 million a year now. It's in, in terms of telling. it's ridiculous, it's right? Crazy. Yeah. And um, it's a it's a phenomenal offer. It honestly reminds me of the days when I when I was used to work with uh, Dr. Axe on the paid media side where right. it's like you just get something that yeah. like that. You just you can't put that fire out. So. Yeah. How uh, do you do you still work with them? How long did you work yeah. with them? How long did this campaign go for? Tell tell us about this. this yeah, I worked with video. them for about three and a half years, man. Um, oh my but, gosh! Yeah, wow. we, yeah. So I helped them, you know. So I was there in the beginning of Organifi, like at the wow. very beginning of it. And that video, that link that I sent you, um, that was the catalyst. But the point that I was making about even Kevin was we had already Kevin was like the first guy, and then I uh. did that with a couple of other people. So I'd already created a couple seven-figure businesses with this strategy of, you know, entire VSL on YouTube, you know, run ads to it, drop them off to a, a, a order page. And so by the time I got to Organifi, this system was, you know, prime time. And man, when we when we ran it for them, it just it just took off and the company just took off. But that that ad was, you know, very critical to all of that because YouTube ads is kind of how we got that thing jumped off with the ads and then obviously they got into the Facebook and everything else. And you know, the thing just kind of went bonkers. So you're saying uh, this video did over 5 million views mm-hmm. this VSL for them. And, and what was the spend, right? See, they went from spending what on YouTube to like the end. What do you think that's I mean, that one video alone was over a million by itself. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know that we've had very many people on this show that have spent a million on a single ad. I, yeah. I feel like there's maybe some people that have gotten like 250, 500,000 and spend on a single ad, but Tommy, you're setting, yeah. setting some records right now, man. I love it. I mean, I had another ad like that with another company that I work with. We spent about a half a million dollars on, on an ad like that. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, that strategy was berserk and then Google, changed and youtube changed and then they took away the annotations and they you know they did a bunch of things and then the algorithm changed and then target cpa smart bidding and all of this other stuff came out and so we end up transitioning into the in stream because it's really a, a algorithmic play right you get you get the smart bidding capabilities with the artificial intelligence so, so now we have to lean heavily on that but back then 
that strategy was just so for, for all you listening what you just learned about the rich head you can't actually deploy today so unfortunately yeah. this has all just been for fun i mean you can that's <laughs> not true it actually still works really it's not nearly as good as it used to yeah that strategy yeah. still works got it absolutely it's such a different type of video too, you know, with words rather than a talking ahead. So it's right. such a different kind of concept to where did y'all test that out of the gate or did you have somebody talking as well? Out the gate. Well, see, the other part of that too is the, um, in one of the other deals where we crushed it with this strategy, the same guy that wrote that VSL wrote Granify's VSL. Mm. So, so the copywriter guy that I was working with, his name is Matt O'Connor, by the way. Uh, I always give him a shout out. Uh, Matt, me and Matt have made history together. Uh, but Matt was my guy. And so I was, I brought Matt into the Organifi deal. Um, I introduced them, you know, into that deal. So, so Matt already, you know, by the time he got to them, you know, it already is what it is. It's like, you know, we already had the formula basically. And um, it just, you know, it's just, it's just went, but it's just went berserk, you know? Oh my gosh, Matt O'Connor. He's yep. uh I, I feel like Matt. Yeah, I think I I think I know Matt. Matt Matt has a string of um seven figure, eight figure VSLs and cop sales letters and you know, it's like I ain't even telling how much revenue Matt can help people generate. It's it's it's, it's bunkers. That's a <laughs> it's a huge number. I know that. Whatever what's it is. He, what what's Matt run these days to have him script out your VSL? A million dollars? Oh, probably. You probably can't even pay him. You know. I mean, I don't know. You might. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I think. You know. I, I don't know. I don't actually know what it is. I mean, I've talked to Matt maybe about four or five months ago. Um, I think he's more on you know on the upside of whatever he's doing. Um, I actually learned a valuable lesson from Matt too because. You know, Matt Matt understood the royalty game when we was doing that back then, and I didn't. You know, and it's like, you know, you know, three and a half, four years later, I did very well working with them. But geez, I wish I would have, um, you know, negotiated a royalty deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, so I learned I learned a valuable lesson in that. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I, I think he's probably more into that, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Man, that's quite the rich ad there. Yeah, man, crazy, man. It was just so bananas, man. It just really just went crazy. We had, we bought um, in the span of three and a half years on YouTube, we probably, we probably only even spent $2 million on YouTube. I mean, we were running other sources, uh, search and shopping and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, the majority of the money we were spending on YouTube went to that went to that ad. Actually, uh, we had over a, like a billion and something impressions from that ad. It was ridiculous, which was driving like all kind of searches and YouTube searches and Google searches. And you know, because the Google search numbers from Organifi went from like zero to like forty, fifty thousand a month. It was crazy. <laughs> it was just like all of this spillover. It was just, it was just, it was crazy, man. My gosh, that's quite a freaking rich ad there we had, Zach. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that was killer. We love to kind of dive into our poor ad segment, something that you thought would maybe work good, maybe crash and burned. Um, but yeah, go ahead and kind of dive into kind of more of a poor ad concept there to kind of, you know, let everybody know we're not perfect. Hey, man, um, e-commerce lead generation, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I had, you know... I Honestly, like I was working with these people, man, and they kind of talked me into it. I didn't think it was a good idea, but um, 
you know, they kind of kept being on me and on me about it. And, um, you know, we kind of, you know, did all of this stuff around, you know, generating leads and then pushing our offers, e-commerce offers on the back end of it. Now, granted, we were already driving, you know, acquisition, you know, on purchase, but, you know, they wanted to do a lead gen thing and, you know, kind of get all of these leads or whatever the case may be. And I, I really wasn't into it at first, to be frank. But after a while, it was just like, okay, you know, and I was all in on it. And so we had this massive amount of energy and work and time and money we spent. And it was just a complete and utter disaster. So much so that when somebody come to me in the e-com space talking about driving for leads instead of for purchases, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, I'm good. And I know it works. I'm sure other people is probably making it work. So I'm not saying it doesn't work. It's just for me that experience was so terrible. I'm good. You know what I mean? I learned a lesson, you know, a long time ago from a guy I was working with. You know, he only wanted buyers. He never wanted freebie seekers is what he called them. I only want buyers. And I always kind of, you know, took from that and I kind of went with that. And so to pivot away from that was a reminder Dude, stick with the buyers. Only get the buyers and then serve them well and then sell them more and you can increase your LTV and so forth and so on. And so we always now, I only want to work with bringing you, uh, at least in the e-commerce uh, physical product space, I only want to bring you in as a buyer into my universe uh, mm -hmm. rather than getting your email and then trying to follow up with you. And it was just a disaster. <laughs> a lot of time and energy and money. We need a little button on this show, Don. Failure. Failure. Exactly. Exactly. Just like crash, burn, explosion. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, even a stem from that, the amount of window shoppers these days are just so bad. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's a real thing. You got to think about this, too, right? You're, you're, you're trying to retrain your pixel. See, I wouldn't even... You know, I mean, I probably would have knew that if I was really thinking about it, but it's like after the fact, these things you learn, it's like, you know, even having conversations with other friends of mine who are media buyers who Facebook ads and all of this different stuff. And it's like, well, all of a sudden you're trying to retrain the pixel to give you this action versus that action, you know, and that whole thing. And I was like, ah, that's so right. It's like, oh my God. So it's like all these little things that you really don't take into consideration when you're already spending we were probably spending 50, 60 grand a month already on Facebook because uh, this was some Facebook ads and um, trying to go after that. Uh, we're trying to like completely retrain the pixel. It was just a disaster. Yeah, it's probably like two, it's probably like 2018. That was one of those situations where when I talk about the investing stuff, I realized my pockets went deep because I pumped a lot of cash and my own money and team and stuff into that. And uh, and I lost big on it, you know what I'm saying? And um, I didn't need that loss at that time. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just thinking about it. <laughs> I didn't need that loss at that time. Not at that time. <laughs> you know, you can be in a position where you can take an L, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, and I was able to recover from it, but I'm saying, like, I didn't I, – that was, like, I wasn't really in a space where, like, I really was thinking, like, everything I'm going to do is going to be, you know, and I, I really, like, needed it to be, like – you know, and then it didn't work out, you know, and I pumped a lot of money and energy and time into it. And I lost big, you know, I lost, lost big. I, w I didn't able to, I wasn't able to recoup much of anything out of that. And so it's just really painful just even talking about it. 
All right, let's change the topic then. <laughs> let's not talk about that anymore. We don't want we don't want Tommy to be like, man, that was a depressing podcast. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at funneldash.com. Let's talk about let's talk about some financial principles here for 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 those listening. And um, I want to dive into your days at 500 startups, right? Like right. this is something that like the the world of equity and accelerators and startups and growth hacking is so aspirationalized and so elusive for for many people about the realities of it. Right, but a lot of agencies also are under the impression of like, if I could just get in with one of these accelerators, I'll have all of the business right. and I'll grow my agency. Yeah. I'll also say one other thing, which is 40%. I don't know if you know this, this came out like a couple of years ago, 40% of venture capital is spent on paid ads. Absolutely. It's probably more than that. So I want to talk about your 500 startup days. Like what was the setup there? Like what was your role? You know what were what were you doing? Why were you there? Walk us walk us through that. I was out there. I used to ask myself that question. <laughs> uh, no, so it kind of started out, man. It kind of go back to the YouTube thing, man. It's kind of crazy, right? Because it kind of go through my career, and I started YouTube as 2012, and um, so many great things that has happened in my life since then had something to do with YouTube, you know, and. Uh, this girl, Tammy, uh, this young lady, Tammy Camp, Tammy runs a company now, uh, her own company. But at the time, she was in 500, and she was looking for someone to come and teach the portfolio companies about YouTube advertising, you know, how to leverage that, you know, in their growth. And um, she was asking around, and she was, you know, by the time she hit me up, she was like, you know, I asked around, and your name came up like four or five times, like, you know, would you be interested in coming and speaking to our portfolio companies? We running this batch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of like, I already knew who 500 Startups was, but I was just kind of like, wow, like where the hell that came from, right? Uh, but I said, yes, I went. And uh, first time I went, then after I come back, um, probably like a week or two later, they was like, hey, can you come back next month? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, maybe they actually like me. So the second time I go back, uh, that's when I kind of was able to let my guard down. And that's when I kind of realized I could, I could kind of fit into this. And I saw that they saw the value that I had. Um, and um, it kind of it kind of went from there. 
Yeah. And so, so my so role was really just distribution hacker in residence. That just means um, whenever they have portfolio companies who need help uh, with with distribution uh, or growth hacking or what have you, you know, my specialty was paid ads. You know, it wasn't just uh, YouTube ads because I have a, a wealth of experience uh, in that arena. And so, you know, typically they would, you know, send people uh, my way when they had like very specific things that they needed help with that, you know, I was the best fit for. Yeah. yeah. And, and so was this just like a volunteer setup? Did they pay no, you? No, I got paid. Like- no, it wasn't no volunteer <laughs> setup. No volunteer. A nonprofit setup. No, so like- no, no. So 500 startups is a fund, um, you know, and basically they get people with large sums of money to put it into their fund and then they take that money and invest it in, in companies. Um, yeah. So in essence, that's, that's what they do. And I think they probably close to a half a billion assets under management now, something crazy like that. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, 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 yeah. They probably, yeah, they probably, I don't know what the number is, but it's, it's pretty big, but, um, and they portfolio companies, man, are, I think last time I remember it was over 2000. So it's probably more than 2000 companies that they, cause their model was more of a, uh, smaller investments in lots of companies rather than a typical VCs in the Valley. They may do 10 or 20 deals a year. 500 startups is doing two, three, 400, 500 deals a year, even in some, maybe not 500, but they were, they were, they're doing, um, you know, hundreds of deals. So their model was a lot different uh, when they kind of start doing that than the typical VCs. And so, so they just have a lot more portfolio companies. And so they need more people like myself who has a real world expertise that can give it to these companies and help those companies create value because the name of the game is the more valuable it becomes, the more mm-hmm. valuable their investment is, the more, you know, everybody make money. Yeah. So do you, so when you're like a, like a growth hacker in residence, like, <clears throat> is that like a, just like a monthly retainer, like a yep. client almost? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And like, what do you think these funds would pay somebody for, for, for like that these days? Uh, you get what you negotiate is what I would say. Uh, is it like an agency client where you can go get like a 10, 10 grand a month retainer or is oh, it like, absolutely. Oh Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, are you worth 10 grand a month, though? You know, Tommy Powers is. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm not going to put their business out there like that. I'm just saying, like, you get what you negotiate. And it's really all about, you know, what value can you bring? And can you, uh, you know, for me, I kind of was able to go in and before I start taking money, they, they I proved my value, right, you know, right. to them. And so by the time we start having a conversation about money, um, there wasn't any question about what my value was. It was just more of, I don't know if I could do it like that. I don't think that might not be worth my time. Like, what about this, you know, type of thing? So it's like you get what you negotiate. But, yeah, I think there are probably people getting more than I was getting, you know, because maybe they, you know, sold a company for $100 million, $200 million or whatever they had did, right? And, you know, maybe that has a different value uh, proposition. So, yeah. um, yeah. I think there's a lot of people don't know, like, how how that world works and and, uh, how you can – I mean, they're – pretty much um you know pretty much like a, almost like a client right and pretty much. was it good deal flow f- for you you weren't uh, really doing the agency thing at the time so yeah, not not really um you know because i've you know i'm a i've always been about scalable advertising type of you know situations rather than volume-based agency models you know what i mean right. so right. 
Um, so not really a great deal. I mean, that was some deal flow. Um, obviously I do consulting. Um, not, not, not really now. I haven't been doing any this year, but at that time I was doing that. So that was, that was those opportunities. Um, but just in terms of like agency clients where we're running and managing a lot of their ad spend and that kind of thing, not, not, not as much, uh, it was more consulting type stuff where, you know, you help someone in accelerator, they get some result and then they come back and say, Hey, you know, we just raised, you know, a seed round or whatever. And, you know, we got this money and we really value what you helped us with. It's like, how can we hire you to, you know, kind of give us some advice and some guidance on how we can, you know, type of thing. So I had a couple of those for sure. I had yeah. a curiosity with all those, you know, with them doing that, you know, four to 500 deals a year. I mean, that's a ton. Did you have any kind of insights on, you know, how many startups actually made it through or like, I, did, did they have a higher, you know, I'm kind of curious. I, I don't know much about that, but I'm just kind of curious of how many actually would make it through if they're doing what do you mean make it through? What do you mean? That are still in existence, more or less. <laughs> yeah, that's make yeah, it through. The failure, yeah. rate is very high. the failure rate is very high. It's probably 80%, oh, wow. 70, 78%. I mean, they, they, their motto is principle. The principle of their motto, they understand, like, if we do 100 deals, you know, 80 of them will fail. You know, 10 of them might, you know, break even. You know, seven of them might be, you know, you know, fifty million, hundred million valuation. You know, two of them might be a hundred million to a billion. Then we get one unicorn. So if they really follow that principle, they're gonna three to five x or more of their money every five to seven years, even with that math. So what people have to understand, what I, you know, for me coming in the world that I come from, you know. Uh, you know, three to five X is like, that's, that's all y'all doing every five to seven years. Like I can do that every day, you know, type of thing. And so having conversations with limited partners, like people who put money in these funds, like, you know, these people, you know, 300 million, 500 million, billion dollar, you know, family offices and stuff. Mm. When I'm, when they ask me what I do and I tell them I'm getting a five X return every day on the money that I'm spending, they think that, Oh, that's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're not, that's not, that scares the hell out of them. Like for real, like for real, it scared the hell out of them. Right. Their, their, their thing is I want to, um, what the one lady told me uh, that blew my mind. The first time I really got it, she said, I want to maintain buying power throughout time is what our goal is as a family. And I was just kind of like, okay. If you know, like, you know, for like a week after that, I was just like, what the hell did she tell me? You know, it's just a different way of thinking, right? Um, you know, if they beat the S&P 500 and inflation, they can maintain buying power. It's just a different way of thinking. I was just like, holy, you know huh. what I mean? It's like, wow, you know what I mean? So that's when I started understanding. It's like, okay, this is, this is, you know, this is, this is on a whole nother level, like just a whole different way to think about things. But you know, even with a high failure rate, I like early on, I'm like, why is that? You know, but once I kind of understood the motto is like, it's not really about having an 80% success rate. It's really about, you know, if, you know, if our clients are beating, you know, inflation in the S&P 500 and, you know, they're getting a return on their money and they maintain it by power, they're growing their portfolio, um, you know, they're going to be extremely ecstatic because these people are, you know, this this lady was the fourth generation of that money. You know, her whole thing is when I pass it to the next generation, it's at least as much buying power as when I got it. And it just kind of was like, man, I want that for my family. 
Dude, that is crazy. I love that concept of I just want to maintain buying power. power. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's super cool. Let's let's get her on the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember her name actually. <laughs> just she's the maintained buying power lady. <laughs> yeah. I remember that lesson though. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a phenomenal lesson. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, Tommy, man, you've been an awesome, awesome guest. I appreciate you going down memory lane here. This is this is all like old stuff for you, man. I feel like you're uh, up to some new things here. So, sure. tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to next, and how we can support you, and how everybody can get in touch. Yeah, man, Tommy Traffic. Um, you know, I'm, I've been working in stealth. Uh, I am gonna be, you know, pushing out this new company um, that I'm focused on. I'm on a three to five year run with that. My ultimate goal is to be my own client, but I'm just trying to be smarter about how I go about that this time around. Um, so, you know, right now my goal is just to, you know, make a bunch of more, you know, um, you know, people. I wanna, I wanna make some companies bigger than what Organifi is. Um, uh, because you know, my game right now is I understand like, you know, if I can be make people successful, uh, there's a win-win in that, you know, we can both make very well. And then obviously I have a, a long-term vision of what I want to accomplish. So right now that's kind of where I'm focused at. We're, we're, we're doing very well in that. And, um, I'm looking 2021, we should be able to kind of open that up a bit and kind of, kind of push it a little further, um, and try to help a few more people and have the kind of infrastructure to support them at the level that we want. Cause we, you know, I take pride in the support that I offer. Um, and, um, kind of like we talked about before is, you know, you kind of all up in, you know, kind of parts of the business. Um, that's how you really truly help people get breakthroughs, man. You can't just show up and, you know, throw some ads up and be able to do like the kind of stuff that I've been able to do was never about just, you know, being ads. It has always been about understanding that business as in, innately as I can to make sure that what I'm doing is actually having the proper impact on that business. And so I'm looking to kind of really nail down my systems around how we do that as a team, as a company. Uh, so I can plug that machine into more people and kind of blow them up and, you know, they pay us well and they make, they make out like a bandit. And then eventually I'll have enough capital to build my own fund. Basically it's kind of what I'm after. Dude, that's awesome, man. Tommy traffic, the OG of YouTube ads, man. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate it, man. so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoored.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ed book to learn more about the book go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.